0: Question for you. Do you set and protect healthy boundaries in your relationships? Is there any overlap between ADHD symptoms and the struggles that people have that don't have healthy boundaries? I gotta tell you, this one's been eye-opening for me. Plus, Dana's got an interesting Squirrel of the Week for us. All that and more right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And the Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. Hey, Dana. Hey, David. No.
1: Oh, you're abounding with boundaries already we haven't even started yet. The answer is no. Actually, the I, no.
0: I I, I, I kind of think that's kind of humorous because everybody, I don't know, may, if you haven't really thought about boundaries a lot, but a lot of people tend to assume that the word no is just what you're doing. Like you're just saying no. It's well, it's it's not
1: true though. <laughs> there's a lot more to boundaries than just saying no, which is why we are going to unpack this today in the Kicksome ADHD podcast episode 158.
0: 158.
1: Boundaries Woo-hoo! and ADHD. What an yeah. interesting topic. It is. So, David, tell us why we're talking about this today.
0: Okay. So, Dana, recently I started running across posts from a therapist. Her name is Nedra Tawab. Actually, it's Nedra Glover Tawab. And she is quite the little social media influencer. I don't mean to say little as in belittling. Like, she's got quite a following. And there there were just some interesting posts that started to resonate with me a little bit. And I got, I got curious because I'm thinking – is she talking to people with ADHD? You know? Maybe that's what's going on here. Turns out no. She was just talking about people who struggle or have difficulty setting and protecting healthy boundaries in their life.
1: Ah, which aka people with ADHD. I was laughing because I was thinking, look, this
0: list, let me okay, so here's a quick version of some of the items on the first list that I Wait, that before I
1: at. before yeah. we do it. Let's step back because we're making the assumption that everybody knows what we're talking about when we talk about boundaries.
0: Well, but that's what I'm saying is like, let me, let me, let me, like, if you go on the little journey with me, right? Here's a list. You might be, you might have difficulty setting and protecting healthy boundaries. If you are constantly overwhelmed, you have growing resentment or bitterness, perhaps you avoid people who might ask you for something. You have no time for yourself. You don't take yourself seriously. And you don't hold people accountable. These were just a few items on this list. Oh. And I was like, okay, we could draw a Venn diagram. <laughs> Here's a circle <laughs> of people who have ADHD, especially those of us that struggle with rejection sensitivity or whatever, uh-huh. and, you know, those things. A
1: lot of us, yeah. And
0: yeah, some of us, maybe, maybe most of us, I don't know. And then there's this other circle of people who are struggling with setting boundaries. And I'm like, it made me really curious because I, I know I have this sort of idea in my brain, or I did of what boundaries are. And I was like, I don't struggle with that at all. And then I'm looking at the list and I'm like, huh, what, what's going on here?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was really glad you brought this up because it made me really think about it. Yeah. In deeper than I had for a long time. And, and more than just listening to what someone is teaching me or telling me about it. But in the, as you realize also, as we start writing this and preparing for the podcast, we're having to dig down deeper than just taking a class, which I have.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I also I read I read some articles she'd written, I listened to a couple of interviews, and then I bought her audiobook, and now I'm listening mm-hmm. to it. It's called um Set Boundaries Have Peace. It's find in piece. there somewhere. Set boundaries, find peace, a guide to reclaiming yourself. It was very interesting. And, uh, and there was some deep stuff. I know we'll probably get there, but there was some stuff in there that I was like, I'm not really comfortable with what I'm finding out about myself at this moment.
1: Really? <laughs> oh, I want to hear all of that. I want yeah. to hear. Okay, David. So before we go any further, I do want to step back and say, and let's define boundaries because we're making a big ass that are, all our listeners know what we mean by boundaries. And I realize that my definitions of boundaries have expanded from today you know making oh, good. preparing this today yeah. so basically boundaries are rules for how we want others to treat us and how we want to behave it's kind of like you know the user guide to this is what i do this is what i don't do this is what you're allowed to me this, to do to me this is what you're not allowed to do to me
0: exactly yeah okay. we teach yeah. people how to treat us in life yeah yeah, and we do. often, especially this is true for me as somebody with, with ADHD, we've talked many times on this podcast about how I always feel the need to make a lot of deposits in relationships because I know there's an overdraft coming, I mean, a withdrawal coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think a lot of, of of my adult life and friendships and relationships of various kinds, even business ones, I don't think about myself as someone who could be setting boundaries. I have thought about, definitely thought about respecting other people's boundaries. Like if I know there's a boundary, I'm a big believer in respecting them. You are. You are very much so. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, but it also occurred to me, I'm like, I can't remember setting a boundary. <laughs> like, you know, now I can actually, I, you know. But at, at first I was like, oh yeah, that's not really something I think about. And in truth, we do teach people how to treat us. And mm-hmm. by not setting and enforcing or, or defending or protecting boundaries, you teach people whether you intend to or not that they can just walk all over you all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we want yeah. clear, healthy boundaries. Yeah. So, and why do we want it? because they help you feel happier. They help you feel whole or more energetic. A lot of the energy drains in life can be eliminated if we have clear, healthy boundaries.
0: It's true. And I also realized that some, at least some, some percentage, don't know exactly what here, but some percentage of my chronic ADHD symptoms have some connection to this idea. Ooh! Because, for example, just having overcommitments all over everywhere all the time. We've talked on this podcast before. Sure, I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. I have struggles with how time works. I misjudge how long things are going to take. I don't Properly predict time requirements for a task or whatever. And I can point to all of those. But you know what? People who aren't setting healthy boundaries and protecting them also get overcommitted. And so yeah. I went, oh, there's this hole or the thread to tug on and see where it goes. And that's yeah, great.
1: and I, I am interested how this unfolds for you as we – because this week we're just talking generally about boundaries and ADHD, and then next week we are going to practice setting some boundaries.
0: Yes, and you have set boundaries with me even in our business relationship of creating a podcast together and stuff. And I've thought I thought about that because that, that was something that I very much respected when you spoke up about a couple of different
1: things. Oh, I don't types. even know what I did. We'll have yeah. to tell me later, but not today. Not now. Next week. Maybe so. We'll Next see. week. All right. So you already talked through signs of difficulty setting and protecting healthy boundaries that Nedra Tawab mentioned, overwhelm, resentment, bitterness. And then I had some... Added things also, signs of difficulty that yeah. I think are ADHD things.
0: I have some that, more too. So you go ahead. You talk about your, okay. the ones you want to add, yeah.
1: Put, putting aside our own priorities for someone else's needs. Yeah. Overfunctioning, doing more than our share.
0: In almost every relationship we're ever in of any kind, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I think, I know for me, a part of that is like this feeling that I never pull my own share. Right. So I need to overdo. Yeah, well, yeah, like
0: there's going to be that day where I'm just not going to be able to do a dang thing, so I got to over-deliver every other time, right? Yeah. Right.
1: Feeling that other people's problems are mine to handle. Yeah. You know? And making excuses for other people's crappy behavior.
0: Mm. I would I don't know if
1: those are ADHD things, but those are, to me, there's signs that there's a, a difficult boundary in there. yeah. Well and and, even, that, and so I realized David is that the boundaries it's more than how other we want other people to treat us it's how we want to treat us.
0: Exactly. And this was another piece of this like oh, it's one thing to 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 explain to someone else here's what I expect in a certain situation and again we'll talk about practical examples another time. But it's another it's one thing to set a boundary with another person. But there's this whole idea that actually I need to think about boundaries for myself first, or maybe not first, but at some point, I need to think about boundaries for myself, and then I have to decide if I'm willing to put the energy in to stick to the boundaries that I'm setting for myself.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and we could take, you know, brain care is a great example, sleep, food, the things that we talk about that are just things that we know that we benefit from when we engage with them correctly. And we've talked about Mm -hmm. it many times on this podcast, but if I'm actually going to set a boundary in my life around some of those, like I'm not willing to get too little sleep for anyone that includes
1: me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I'm not willing to skip meals so that I don't have the raw materials to make neurotransmitters. And that includes even if it's my dumb idea. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, well, dang, I guess I, I guess I have to learn to treat myself the way that I want others to treat me also. Yeah. But Dana, that's where we start to get into some deep stuff.
1: Yeah. And David, I think this is what really hit home for you, wasn't it?
0: It really was.
1: Yeah, yeah. So talk more about that.
0: Well, a lot of it in my world has been recognizing again other people's boundaries and thinking, yeah. And in my brain, you like I could I could have a conversation with you, Dana. Let's just use you as an example. You could set a boundary with me, and I would be like, yeah, I'm rooting for you. For thank, I mean, you know, good on you for like wanting to take care of yourself and be, you know, your best self and be protected from whatever. And it would never occur to me that I could do the same thing for me. So you, you, like you said in your list here of, of things feeling like other people's problems are mine to handle. Mm -hmm. I also think about other people's priorities as being higher priority than mine.
1: Oh, I see that. Yep. You do.
0: Right. I do. I absolutely do. And then, and some of it is, some of it is okay. Like, I don't want to say that all of this is rooted in something unhealthy. For example, a lot of my life I have to do what I have the energy to do at a given moment rather than the thing that I've been dreading forever, you know, sometimes there's energy to do that thing I've been dreading and sometimes there's not, right? Yeah. And so it's okay with me to improvise a lot of the time because hey, if I've got the energy to help you Dana with whatever your thing is right now, well then great. That's going to move something forward. I get to invest in our relationship. I get you know, so there's healthy things about that. But when I'm also then sacrificing critical priorities of my own that I'm just shuffling Mm -hmm. aside and tossing, and now I've got a growing pile of high priority things that I'm not paying attention to, and yet somehow I have the time and energy to help you with your emergency hangnail.
1: Right. Exactly. And David, that was something that I realized as I stopped thinking about all this is it's so intertwined with our priorities. So if we don't even know what our priorities are, how do we know what our boundaries need to be?
0: Exactly. And so yeah. a lot of this is a journey, and thankfully, Dana, you've been helping us through many episodes of, the, of this podcast, start to become aware of things that are healthy for us, things that are unhealthy for us, and individually so. I am not 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 just generally for people with ADHD, but very specifically, notice this, be aware of that. We've got many episodes where we've talked about those things, and so we get to then translate some of that into, okay, what am I willing to... What guardrails am I willing to put in place in my life for myself and others that teach people how best for me to function in my life and show up as who they want me to be and who I want me to be?
1: Yeah. So, David, what do you think is behind the our struggle with overvaluing other people's needs and undervaluing our own?
0: This to me, for me, I'll talk about for me because I, I can't speak for others. But I can say for me, this goes back to the rejection sensitivity conversation that we have mm-hmm. around ADHD. And I don't have the data in front of me, but you know, the, the average young person with ADHD has heard something like a 100,000 more corrective messages by the time they're 12 than their peers. Is it bigger? It's a bigger number. 20,000 is what I okay, read so it's to a the big, Success whatever, Club today
1: because we were talking about that. But that, yeah. Thank anyway, you for having anyway, Some big, big number. It's some still big number. a whole yeah. big number.
0: And so we, th- we 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 get corrected. Maybe we're kids and we're a little bit extra. Maybe we're actually hyperactive. Maybe we're just mm-hmm. impulsive. Maybe we talk more than our peers. Maybe we overdominate Or we space
1: out more than our peers. Or we don't do our homework more than our peers. Or we...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, or, and we're
1: getting corrective messages from our peers too. We are. You're dressing funny, you're acting funny, you're doing, you know, whatever it might be. And so if you
0: get shushed a lot as a young person, let's say Mm -hmm. you get taught that whatever's coming out of your mouth is less important than whatever else is going on. And so after a while, all of those kinds of messages add up to, Hey, you're here in the space that you're in for everyone else's benefit, but not for yours.
1: And a light bulb just went off for me also, David, is we have to look at it that a lot of parents, pe- adults with ADHD have children with ADHD, or mm. we had parents with ADHD. And if I'm a kid with ADHD and my parent is kind of out of control and they're not focusing on what I need because they're just trying to hold the pieces of the world together, what's that going to do to the kids' self-esteem? 100%.
0: Dan, I yeah. may have shared this before, dana i I stumbled one day across some old footage that I'd filmed when I was out with my kid in second grade. We mm-hmm. were doing homeschooling in a park, and this happy little person was bouncing around and doing all these things, and I was trying to focus on the math lesson because that's what we were there to do and i i I couldn't handle watching this footage. Because here I was, I also struggle with being focused. So here I am, Mm -hmm. I'm like mustering all the energy I can to be focused. And the the little one is distracting me from it and is also distracted. And so, and I, and I was so unhappy with what I saw in terms of that interaction. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, that's one I have evidence for. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wouldn't have told you, I would, if you had told me you treated your child that way, I would have said, no way, you know? Yeah. Because it wasn't my intention, but it doesn't matter. That's what I did. And I'm sure that I did that off and on. I mean, I don't think it was that way every day, but you know what I mean? Like there was enough in there that, yes. And so at some point in time, those messages land and you eventually accept or you don't. Maybe you just grow up bitter. But for me, I grew up a happy little kid who just decided that, well, I'm just here for everybody else's benefit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I need is important.
0: Yeah. My my needs, they don't matter
1: yeah. at all. What do you think um, making unrealistic commitments has to do with this?
0: Well, I think, certainly with with ADHD, we make unrealistic commitments because we (laughs) we don't have any idea about reality, (laughs) where time is concerned often. But also, I think about the fact that there are times that I say yes to things or agree to things, tacitly even, when I could say no and no harm would come to the relationship but in my mind, I'm thinking, and actually this is one of the statements that Nedra Tawab makes, like, will this person abandon me if I say no? Mm-hmm. And I think in our in our minds, we have this sort of, yeah, if we say no, if, if they ask us to do something or hang out or doesn't matter what it is, you say no enough times and they'll be like, okay, well, you know, I'm moving on to somebody else. Yeah. And we've already destroyed enough relationships and friendships and driven enough people Mm -hmm. off in our lives from, you know, from having ADHD or all the things that we just, well, this is in my control. I can agree to this, even though I don't, I'm not interested in it. I don't care about doing it or whatever, but the person wants to, sure, I'll do that. And often we overcommit because we're thinking worst case scenario about what would happen if we said no. And in reality, The worst case scenario is almost never going to happen anyway. So it's kind of a false rationalization for the commitment. But also at the same time, it's like, well, if they're going to abandon you because you said no to their silly idea, then are they really good for you anyway? I mean. Yeah. Is
1: that really someone you want to have in your circle? No. Probably not. Yeah.
0: No. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Right,
0: and there's this sort okay. sort of other idea that even if even if people abandon you because you set boundaries, well, a good on you because you got rid of people who are not going to respect your boundaries, and and b, people take up space mm-hmm. in your life, and if you're an introvert or, or or we all have limited amount of time and energy to invest in relationships, and if somebody's taken up a spot, then guess who's not in that spot? Someone who needs to be in your inner <laughs> circle and someone Which who is, will re- right
1: is you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody who cares about what you want to do and is like willing to say, well, actually, I threw out this idea, but I haven't asked you what you wanted. Someone did that for me this week. Actually, David, what is it you would like to do? And I went, I hadn't thought about that because like I'm just I'm just looking to hang out like I don't care. And then so I, I proposed an idea and the person was like, OK, let's do that. And I was like, wow, I can't even tell you how much like how how heartwarming it was. And I thought, well, where have you been?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the kind of person we want in your life, Dr. Johnson. Isn't it, though? Yeah.
0: Isn't it, though? And, And this person actually then later we were having this conversation around boundaries that just was completely unrelated to that incident. But they used this term compassionate selfishness.
1: Oh, I like that, because in coaching, we talk about being selfish, and that's a good thing, but I, when you throw compassionate selfishness in there, it changes it, because oh, a lot just, of us have a hard time uh, saying, I get to be selfish.
0: I, I just, I was like, I, I, can I please, and I even asked, like, do I need to cite you? No, 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 don't cite me or whatever, but yes, you know who you are, compassionate selfishness. I grabbed onto that, and I went, that is so profound,
1: mm mm-hmm. I'm writing right, it down. It I is, saw yeah. you
0: do that, I, but that's the thing. I don't think about being selfish in my life, and I'm sure that I am. I'm sure that sometimes I'm just a dick.
1: No, selfishness doesn't mean being a dick, David. Selfishness means being a person that realizes you have to take care of you and give yourself what you need or else nothing else is going to work. It's the and classic
0: if, oxygen mask conversation. You know right
1: and and it's as it it's right along there with the need to eat well and exercise and sleep and all the stuff that you need to be a whole healthy person, and that can be considered selfish by some people,
0: yeah, it absolutely can, and some of us, for example if you if you have a d h d and you have auditory stimulation overload concerns that happen if you go to a loud restaurant, let's say Dane, I know you know what this is like, mm-hmm. Sometimes you pipe up and you say, "Actually, I won't go to that place, and you're being compassionately selfish when yes. you do. It doesn't matter whether somebody else wants to. and I'm not saying you never go to the place, uh, you know, but on, on, a, on a day in day out, if it's really not a deal breaker one way or the other where you go and you speak up, you are allowing yourself to actually, a, have a better time, but B, also to be present. Like you're not gonna be in a bad mood
1: then, and that's the purpose of boundaries. Yes, because it it up up levels our energy. How'd you like that? Wasn't I, that brilliant, David? How do get a gold star on that
0: one? A hundred percent.
1: Okay, bringing it back around. I, I love um, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want a little applause. You, for, do, for Dana,
0: that. what a good
1: job. I mean, okay, really. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the reason we care about our boundaries is because it makes life easier.
0: It does, and then, and, I mean, and and an easier life allows us to show up as our best self more often.
1: Right, and we have more bandwidth. We're know, not to gonna. Do, yeah, we're not gonna be to drained. Do the stuff of, that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have energy
0: and time for things that matter because we're we're choosing to allow ourselves to decide that we're important enough.
1: Okay. I am, I can't tell you the number of clients I have that are, they don't get any of their stuff done. This is a lot, some of the success club people, they don't get their stuff done because they're always taking care of their kids or solving their adult children's problems Mm -hmm. and, and their spouse who is perfectly capable, but doesn't. And they're, so they're so busy solving everybody's problems that they, they don't ever Get what they want to get done.
0: Done. Yeah, and it also I I've thought you know I am I am someone who is fantastic in a crisis. If you're having an emergency, you want me on your speed dial, right? Mm -hmm. And I was having a conversation with somebody, and they were like, "You know what? My phone goes on do not disturb at whatever time, eleven p.m. minute, whatever, and it's and it's on do not disturb until eight a.m. or whatever the time was." And they actually said, look, God help you if you're having an emergency, because you're not going to reach me. (laughs) I'm not available. And I was like, okay, but I'm the other way around. Like I have aging parents and I have other reasons why if you message me in the middle of the night and you got a problem, I'm there.
1: Oh, that's so good to know, David. It, it, I'm glad I'll not take many my phone my off number. of do not disturb. So I can <laughs> off of sleep mode so I can bother you.
0: But you know what? That's it. But it struck me. It's like, that's a, that's an area where actually I do enjoy being able to help people. if They're having a crisis. Like if, if, if I'm suited to help and it's a crisis, I'm capable of whatever. I enjoy that. That's actually, I come alive in those moments. But so, what if
1: it's something that you need to be doing? And then to do that, you're pushing aside, one of your priorities. Well and
0: that's the thing is like is like I have to be able to say no at times to people who are having an emergency but sometimes I do that not like what I'm trying to say is that there are times when we end up setting aside our own priorities and it's because we make a good conscious choice like hey I'll I'll be energized by solving their crisis and then what do you know I might have the energy to go do my thing too yeah. And that's absolutely the case. I mean, sometimes I will find myself with the energy to keep plugging away because I just went and did something for somebody else. I get so energized a, by that.
1: So it's a stem, stimulation grab.
0: It is, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm getting okay. some dopamine out of it. But if I just live my life solving everybody's crisis and ignore my own, and and then resultingly I have crises building up, well, that's uh, that's – my oxygen mask has fallen off and I'm now dying on the plane. Well <laughs> – well, everybody yeah, else is exactly. breathing happily, you
1: know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So some of the reasons I was thinking about why we don't enforce our boundaries, and I think that some of these are ADHD things. Mm. We, well, and this one isn't necessarily, but we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to let them down. Right. One thing that I realized is we're in the moment and we forget our boundaries. Oh, man. I know I get impulsive. Someone will ask me something and it doesn't even occur to me that I have a boundary about this. I'll just say Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Yikes.:
1: um, We haven't communicated them. We don't even know what our boundaries are. We just know that something feels off, and yeah. that we're people-pleasing. Yeah. And so how can you enforce something that you haven't even figured out, and let alone not communicated?
0: And that happens with us. Like we 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 often talk Dana about one of the reasons we're procrastinating on a thing is because it's too complicated and we haven't sat down and and created the clarity that we need to know mm-hmm. how to start. This is that kind of similar mindset. Like, wow, it's just complicated for me to figure out why I don't feel great about doing the thing or whatever, so I'm just going to say yes because I don't have yeah. clarity. And and if we don't have clarity about them ourselves, no one else is going to they're not going to guess your boundary.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And also I find that if I've, even if somebody knows my boundary and they cross it, Mm. that it's sometimes, and if they push back, it's hard for me to, you know, they want reasons. It's hard for me to figure out in the moment what I really need to say.
0: And that's where we need to have words lined up. Yeah. Because you know what? I don't owe you an explanation for my boundary. It's just what I do to take care of myself, or it's something I'm not willing to do, or that's just a hard pass. Uh, It's a no for me. That doesn't work for me. Having some, but having a polite way to say it, that doesn't make you sound like you're being a hole would help because otherwise we think, well, I'm going to sound like an a hole and then I don't protect the boundary and then
1: it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's something along the line of, well, you know, that may be how you feel and this is what I need. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and so yeah. I think we're gonna have some words conversations in our next episode, right? Where we, we have,
1: probably are,
0: where we, we have some words lined up,
1: <laughs> you yeah.
0: know, for because we
1: want yeah, yeah
0: creating yeah. And, and protecting boundaries. Yeah, but we, um, we we do sort of find out what it feels like though when our boundaries are being violated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean
1: it just takes a lot of energy. It sucks the energy out of the room. I find I start ruminating about something. I start rationalizing. There can be physical sensations, Um, emotional resentment. That's my big one. Getting really annoyed, resentful, irritated, burned out. But for me, the resentment is a huge sign.
0: Yeah. It's rare for me to find myself that way. But if I have gotten to the place where I start to resent someone, then that's it it takes so long for me to get there, but that by the time that's happening, it's like, oh yeah, that's bad. Like yeah. I probably could have seen that truck coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm becoming a martyr.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, poor me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I think we 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 could simplify some of this too much. I think some of us think, well, if we just get clarity on them and 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 pronounce a boundary, that stating it once will be enough. Mm-mm. But that's absolutely not the case.
1: No, there's some people that just are going to push for what they want and they're just going to – some people are, are a-holes and just constantly boundary bust, and some people just don't even think about it.
0: Yeah, some people are not being malicious at all. They could right. be someone like me or you, Dana, that has ADHD and forget that you set the boundary. <laughs> you know, because like right. if we forget our own, we're certainly inclined to forget someone else's too, at least sometimes. and And we can't assume that people – A, we'll remember them and B, that if they violate them, we can't make too many assumptions about their intentions. Like they may have forgotten and it's fine to be charitable and give them the benefit of the doubt, but we have to be prepared to actually say, no, actually there is really a boundary here. (laughs) Like, hello. yeah,
1: No, this isn't, this isn't okay. This doesn't work for me. Whatever our language might be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I look forward to having a deeper conversation, Dana, about what it looks like to create and set and protect. Boundaries. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because as we were preparing this, I was realizing the first thing what we have to do is do what we've talked about already, is build our awareness that oh this I I'm feeling all these things here and I don't probably don't have boundaries. And then we have to clarify it. Yes. Yeah.
0: And verbalize them <laughs> and let people yeah. know about them. Right. And right. then we have to get over it when we feel guilty. For setting
1: a boundary. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, David. So, dear listener, that's what we're gonna be talking about in the next podcast. But before we get to that, the squirrel, the squirrel of the week. <laughs> Dr. Uma Naidu posted this on Instagram. We all know and she's a she's a nutritional psychologist, psychiatrist. Cool Ooh. stuff. Okay. yeah, okay. yeah, she's she's talked about pushing boundaries. That girl is doing it. She says we all know a good night's sleep is crucial to brain health, but what about napping? New research looked at the cognitive implications of regular daytime naps. Scientists pulled data from the UK Biobank on more um, almost 400,000 adults aged 40 to 69 to see how cognitive cognition varied. I'm not wearing the right glasses to read. I really can read how cognition varied between those more inclined to nap than those who only slept at night. They found that nappers, yay me, had younger and larger brains than those who reportedly did not take regular naps.
0: Huh. Well, isn't that interesting? I don't know what to make of that because I take Adderall and I can't sleep during the day. See, so look at your
1: brain. Oh, look how ancient your brain is and how shriveled and small i'm kidding that's I not
0: true i know you're kidding so she but. said the
1: study has limitations in the association between naps and brain health warrants further research but it's an interesting finding and i liked it because i take naps and um so it supports my vision of my world and that's why we're making it the squirrel of the week
0: I like it, it, Dana. I like it. I like it. I'm glad you're (laughs) anything I can
1: do to say my brain is larger and younger than David's.
0: (laughs) Well, that is fantastic, Dana. (laughs) That is fantastic. All right, so I got
1: to go go take a nap now, David.
0: Okay. Well, you have a nap. I'm going to read listener mail. How's that?
1: Okay. It's time for listener mail. All
0: right. This is from Hani. They write, "Quote: Just found you on Spotify." I recently discovered that I may have ADHD. Pretty sure I do, actually. Here's a hint, honey. If you think you do. <laughs> okay. You um, probably do. You probably do. Okay. And then honey goes on. So I'm trying to do some research and understand what this is and how to manage it. manage it. Thank you for these episodes. I found you through episode 11. Definitely going to start meditating. Good for you. Yes. Yay. I digress. I just wanted to say I resonate with this episode in uh, so much in business. Thank you for insights and that that episode that that was being referred to there was being unprepared also known as BSing your way through meetings that was episode 12 <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was an early one. Yeah. We may want to revisit that one. Oh,
0: I, I'd love to <laughs> revisit BSing my way through meetings. So yes, thank you, Honey, for writing in. I apologize if I have misgendered you, but we, we appreciate the listener mail. And so you, dear listener, maybe you also have a, a particular episode that resonated with you. And by the way, we do take comments that are not just positive. This was lovely,
1: though. No, we really like the positive ones. We
0: do. We enjoy those. So if you have a Squirrel of the Week, something you want to tell us about, if you have a comment, feedback, uh, or other piece of you know insight you wish to share please email us hello at kicksomeadhd.com and you can in fact use your voice and record something and just attach it to an email you never know if you do that you might have your response read on the show
1: yay yay Thanks, David. Hey, and before we wrap up, I just want to remind listeners that the enrollment for the ADHD Success Club is open. Yes. Starts September 12th. You can register now. You don't have to pay a darn thing until September 7th, I believe. And so if you like what we do on the podcast and you want more personalized approach, more um, planned (laughs) approach (laughs) to managing ADHD... I suggest you go to DanaRaburn.com and look for the Success Club.
0: And keep in mind, there's a community around that. This is such a kind of a one-way format that we have with the podcast, but when you have Dana as your coach or you have Dana as the facilitator of your Success Club sessions, you have this community, wonderful community of humans that you're going to identify with and love. So I cannot urge you sufficiently. Go check that out. And also, if you're listening and it's not – when we're releasing this episode. You're finding it after the fact. You can always jump in midstream with the Success Club. So just go to com right now, check it out, and you'll be glad you did.
1: Thank you, David. All right, everybody, go out. Think about your boundaries. Think about, oh, what's going on here? And let's kick some ADHD. Bam.
0: So, What do you think is kick some adhd making a difference in your life if so join the movement help dana and me help more people just share kick some adhd with your people and leave a rating a review in your podcast app it does help us spread the word that living with adhd doesn't have to be so hard